I mean, Hillary Clinton won by a substantial margin. I don't think that this was handed to her by the DNC. But there were moments in this campaign where the DNC, uh, whether it was the scheduling of debates or other issues, appeared to be giving her a home court advantage. And regardless of that, this is what people feel. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. Welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and it is good to be back on. So guys, if you're listening, thank you. Well, of course you're listening because you wouldn't hear me say thank you. So if you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. You're listening through my website, markscalia.com, and check more of that out. My calendar is on there, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to be more participant when you listen to this program, all you got to do is click the box you're listening to, and it will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, and then you can be part of the live chat. And the third way you can listen is if you can't listen live, because that's how we broadcast, we broadcast live, then you can listen to the slightly edited for time version of the show, the podcast, where you can go to iTunes and download that and listen as you like. So those are the three ways. And every week I start the show off the same way with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when? Just now. We're it now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. We've had another debate. <laughs> Why? Why is my question. Why would we have another debate? It serves no purpose, and who fucking cares? And it just makes everybody look worse. This this time, the the headline is "Grab her in the pussy." That that's the headline. That's what makes the news. First of all, you gotta admit that is a funny fucking. And I think grabbed by the balls is funny. <laughs> it's just a terrible. But you got the next possible leader of the free world. <laughs> it's just. And not only is one defending that they said it, the other one is attacking that they said it, which is ridiculous. Last time I checked, People were shooting people in the streets and we had a deficit and most of the world hates us and some people want to kill us and nobody's got a job. And yet we're talking about grabbing a, a hypothetical grab of the pussy. <laughs> I was talking to my wife. 
she was very upset by it. And I couldn't help but make a joke. I'm like, you feel lucky? I get a fistful of pussy. <laughs> you may ask yourself, how many quaaludes did I put in a drink? Well, in all the confusion, I've lost track myself. <laughs> I'm going to go... Fucking awful. Oh, and of course, you know, Trump lined up all Bill Clinton's exploits. And somebody goes, I don't know, it could be all Bill Clinton's affairs or it could be all his ex-wives. It could be either. <laughs> it's just terrible. And people, and I don't know if you saw the fly on Hillary. The fly was on <laughs> Lord of the Flies. People have been putting up memes on, <laughs> on Facebook about that. It's just terrible. It's just God awful that we have to talk about that. Uh, locker room talk, I guess. I mean, I've been in locker rooms and I've said similar things. I mean, we guys talk about stuff like that. Nobody's going to do it. It's the same conversation. I'm sure women sit around and go, oh, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy shoes. I mean, or something to that effect. I'm sure in, in you think it's not the same, but it is the same. It's the same fucking conversation. So let's get the election kind of out of the way. But unfortunately, it's going to be continuing. It's October in Salem, which it's always crazy. But I want to put that on hold for a second. I have my Scrooge schedule. I was trying to take every single Wednesday off in December so I could do this show. Unfortunately, I have to work every single Wednesday. I've talked to Scrooge and Ebenezer Scrooge is willing to host the show Every single Tuesday in December. So it's going to be December 6th, the 13th, and the 20th. And Scrooge is going to host those three shows. So I don't know if he's taking calls. I don't know if he's that kind of guy. But usually when I do Christmas, it's a good Christmas and it's fun. But Scrooge is going to be on the airwaves. And I'm not sure how it's going to go. I just, I don't know. He's, But I'm sure that if you want to be a guest on the show... If you just email at radio irregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline 978-219-9294, you can be part of the show. Um, I'm sure that, well, I don't know if you can. You might be able to, but certainly leave Scrooge a really funny message if you do that on the hotline, which which would be fun too. So, so once again, I'll go back to the first subject. We are into October in Salem. And last Thursday, my wife and I, we in uh, Kate Fox of Destination Salem, we actually hosted, emceed, was on air, hosts for the Salem Parade. I was the man on the street and I talked to the a kid. Last year was a minion. This year he was like whack-a-mole and he's put four pictures on him. And I go, can I hit you? He goes, no. And I was like, what's the sense of playing the game? It was fun. And that's the official, it's technically the official kickoff of everything so the salem spirits trolleys are going mental too we had uh we had one on friday spectacular and if you guys want to be part of that it's just something that nobody else has been doing and for a couple reasons one there we've never had distilleries for about 100 years and now we have a rum and gin distillery a cider distillery a beer brewer distillery they're all technically they're brewers distilleries so yes so, yes, Karen just put that up in the chat. It's salemspiritstrolley.com slash tickets. 
so you can find out more about that. And I say that because I'm hosting it, and we get a lot of people, and I'm I'm having so much fun on it. And speaking of fun on the trolley, I'm still doing the the Ghost and Legends. My first weekend is this weekend. I'm, I'll tell you about that. But you know, since it's October and since it's Salem. We did it last week, and he always wants to do it. We're going to play a little bit of word games with Mr. Jigsaw. Now, Jigsaw, Jigsaw, is he coming in? Yeah, come in. Yeah, just close the door. All right, thank you. Now, (laughs) this is Jigsaw. All right, why do you always bring so many fucking sharp things with you? You're just insane. All right, now, Jigsaw is here with me. And, of course, we're going to play Jigsaw's Word Problems. And the reason I play this is because word problems as a kid scared me, and I hated them because I didn't want to combine English and math. And it always terrorized me to try to figure out what was going on. And he found this out. Yes, it is going to be stressful. So I will tell you right now, get yourself – hold on. No. no. Okay, give me that pencil. He's got everything sharp and he jabs you with a pencil. Who who does that? (laughs) What kind of people are they? Anyway. Get yourself a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper because we're going to play some Jigsaw's War Problems. So if you get them right, I get to live, which is always cool. Here we go, guys. Jigsaw's Word Problems. Hello. I want to play a game. This is a word game. And you're going to play whether you want to or not. Live or die, the choice is yours. Example 1 19 children take a minibus to the zoo. They sit two or three to a seat. There are seven seats. How many seats will have three children seated on them? Okay, now Jigsaw didn't help me with any of this. So there were I, I, 19 children, and they're taking a minivan. And I, I, is it like, I don't know, seven? Is it eight? No. <laughs> Somebody write something. Ow! Ow! They'll get it right. They have to get all three before the Example end. Example two. Ow, fucker. Jasmine had 1,209 dolls. And Geraldine had 2,186 dolls. If they put their dolls together, how many would they have? The answer is a lot. Ow, thank you, Paul. Seven, six. Okay, now she had 1,209 dolls, and then she had another one at 2,186, and you had to put them together, and what is it? Ow, ow, stop it. They'll get this one right, too. Ow, fucker. Thank you. 33.95. Good, okay, good. We're moving on. Example three. Oh, jeez, this one's always the hardest one. Shit. Dr. Sloan bought four pizzas with eight slices each. Okay. He and his friends ate 21 slices of pizza. Okay. (laughs) How many slices were left? (laughs) Fuck. A lot. Some. A couple? Yes, Paul, a lot of fucking dolls is the correct answer. He won't take that. He wants numbers. 11. Is 11 right? I don't know. Did you do the math right? Ow! She got it right. Go away. She got it right. I think she got it right, buddy. All right. I think we got it. (laughs) Yes, everybody's saying 11. 
Go away, mean voice. That's a go away, mean voice. <laughs> oh. I think we got it right. I think we got it right. Okay, good. Oh. Ow. He's just jabbing all the time. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. Get out of here. They got him all right. Now get out of here. Go. Okay. It's the weirdest thing because the door I have in my room doesn't squeak. And he just fucking, I don't know where he goes. I don't know where he goes. He just leaves. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, that's Jigsaw's Word Problems. Thank you guys for making me live another day. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break. You're going to get a little sample of our guest coming up in the break. This is Steve, otherwise known as Spike Tobin. I have known him pretty much since I started. And not only is he really funny, but we're going to have a lot of fun on the show. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road (laughs) because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic weather report. His aloofness has been described as apathetic. He doesn't lean left or right. His Facebook status is whatever. He once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute. He is the most uninterested man in the world. I don't often drink beer. I don't really care what I drink. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hi, this is Pat Napoli. I'm on here regardless with Max Scalia, and I can't believe I'm doing this tonight. I I'm, should be washing my cat. I don't know why I'm doing this. But anyways, that's it. That's my life. You ever get so drunk you call into work sick twice in the same day? <laughs> <laughs> Two different excuses. <laughs> Your day off. <laughs> you don't even work there anymore. <laughs> they make you want to drink with another advertising alcohol. They make it seem macho to drink, right, sir? You watch a sport event, there's a guy climbing the side of a beautiful snow capped mountain on top of a mountain. Six pack of balls and buried in snow. My nipples are hot already. <laughs> and all you hear is head for the mountains. <laughs> this guy needs to head to an AA <laughs> Folks, he's climbing the side of a mountain for a six pack. Pretty sure he got quite a drinking problem. The signs are all there, he's isolating, drinking alone, hiding his books. <laughs> I'm not the only one who's read the pamphlet. 
And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone is the very funny Steve Spike Tobin. Hey, Mark. What's up? How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. It is so good to have you on the show. I know, dude. It's been too long, man. How you been? I've been good, man. Like, uh, we we actually haven't bumped into each other for a while. And then I see you at Oscar's Piñata or Oscar's And I found out on the menu it's Oscar's piñatas so it's a possessive and then he's got multiple piñatas so yeah he's got multiple and he don't share he won't share, he, he won't share those fucking piñatas either which is crazy <laughs> so so i'll tell you what let me uh, let me tell the listening audience a little bit about you and then you can fill in the blanks i have known you let's see we've known each other for at least 25 years 89 i think yeah right? 90 well i started in 90 so yeah right yeah. around 90 yeah so like 26 years and we go. We're we're in so many rooms you can't even listen. Rooms that don't even exist anymore. Buildings, <laughs> buildings that don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh God, they're like uh, staples or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Dapper Dapper Dan's is now. Uh, I don't know. It's inside. It's still. Well, the building isn't no, there. Dapper but, Dan's is gone. I think. I yeah. think they mowed that down. Well, no, the mall is there. The mall is still there. Because Dapper Dance was in the Assembly Square Mall. The mall is still there. They oh, just. No, I'm thinking of the. What was that place Steve Reno had in Quincy? Bentley's. Bentley's. Yeah, Bentley's is destroyed. Yeah, Bentley's. Yeah. They, they, they had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to get rid of that. For good place. reason. Not only get rid of it, just fall it to the ground. For good reasons, because people yeah. were grabbing people in the pussies. And. <laughs> Actually, no, there wasn't Reno's room. It was, uh, it was a Paul Parnard, Paul Nardizzi's. No, I thought Steve Reno had that room. I, was well, that other guy who did the the um, oh, he did the Frank Sinatra impersonator. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, there was a guy that Steve Reno used to do that room with. That was a he left to become a Frank Sinatra impersonator. Bill Kelly was that him. Bill Kelly ran Dapper Dance. Maybe that's it. Well, maybe he had that with Reno, too. Oh, Paul. Speaking of that, you remember Paul Kravitz? Paul Kravitz is online right now. Paul says he was Willie Drinkwater. Willie Drinkwater. That was the vault, wasn't it? Uh, Willie was the original booker of the vault. Because when I, before I took over. He was hosting, yeah. I had a call. They took my first thing, Dick Doherty. Willie Drinkwater was booking it, yeah. And they said, "Paul Willie Drinkwater," and I thought it was. Oh, that's right. That's right. Out of here. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, call Willie Drinkwater." I said, "Yeah, you're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Paul just said, "Oh, yeah, he's right." Wow, your memory's better than mine. <laughs> I know. That's fucked and I up. I used to smoke so much weed. How the fuck can I have a better memory <laughs> than you do? What do you mean, used to? All right. Well. <laughs> all right. I deny a lot of things. Oh, I got to tell you, speaking of Reno and the Comedy Vault, we were doing a show. I forget where it was. We did a show somewhere. He had his mother's crown Vic. And we were driving. We were somewhere in Foxborough or something. It was like a quick little, maybe it was Quincy. And we did a gig real quick. And we were coming back, and he's smoking weed in the car driving. He, like he's Who's driving that? smoking. Reno. Steve Steve Batano, long time ago, which I don't even know what happened to him. He dropped off the face of the globe. I heard he worked up and had a um, like a a trivia night or something up on Route One up near Saugus or something. Someone was telling. Really? 
Oh, I gotta, I gotta find I him now. How long ago that was? But I'm sorry. And people online are having an apple walnut bread discussion. Which, <laughs> I think they're smoking weed because if you're smoking weed, and go apple walnut bread. Well, you know, after the uh, <clears throat> last one, I'm actually thinking I should warm apple walnut bread, or is it, you know, like because if it's right out of the oven, I'm, I'm there. Oh peanut yeah. Peanut allergy and all. Yeah. Oh, you're allergic to peanuts? I didn't know that. No, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where we were. I just lost it. Now you've been a comic. We were for... up all night with Bob. Oh my God! I did. You know something? During the break, I'm going to look for that. I'm going to find that. That's one of the funniest stories. You guys don't what's know this. Bob Marley's fridge. Let's play. What's in Bob Marley's fridge? Oh right. Oh shit. Do you remember what before we went to bed that night? What Bob Marley's wife said to us? Uh, Tracy. No, Bob came yeah. down and said, Tracy wants to get some sleep, and you guys are kind of yeah, yeah, no, 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 but do you remember before they went to bed, what she said to us? No, I wasn't. I didn't get in. I was in I was in Bangor, and I was driving back to the house. You guys were already asleep when I showed up. Whatever you do, don't do anything to my cat. Oh, <laughs> you're out! Do you remember that? I remember because you t- You told me that. I think you told it was Ralphie J. I've been there the week before and did something for a cat. Like what? I don't know. It's fucking... And I don't know if it was Ralphie Gay. We'll have to get a hold of Molly and find out exactly who it was. But I remember, because remember, me and you would sit there and she would beg us to do it. All right, get the tough take. Yeah, get the... <laughs> We're trying to figure out what to do to the cat that hasn't been done before. <laughs> and it was like, push the something cat. It was a big fucking cat. Oh. I think the cat's name is Pushkin or something like that. Oh, Push, yeah, Pushkin the cat. I think I even have the. Do you remember the caricatures they drew of us in New Hampshire? Oh yeah, that was me, you, and Justin McKinney. McKinney. That was the first night of that weekend. Was we it really? We, yeah, we did a show for Justin, for Bob Marley with Justin, in wherever that was. Then we stayed the night at Justin's house. Remember? At the on the trailer in the trailer park. No, I didn't. I didn't stay at Justin's house, dude. This is like this is a totally different fucking world. They're still talking about the fucking recipe, by the way. And it was just dumb. <laughs> They're still talking. They go, "You should send me the recipe." And they go, "Damn, it's tasty." The bread they gave Crusades before storming Jerusalem. Well, I'm like, I'm glad our conversation is so good. Like apple walnut bread. It's better than walnut bread. <laughs> it was at Orono or something. Yeah, well, it was, there was a Bangor gig, and I was supposed to meet a girl that I had met a while ago, and I ended up meeting her, and we hung out for a little bit, but then I had to find Bob's place at, like, one in the morning. Yes, but that was in between gigs. We did a few gigs going up to Bob's place. Not me. It was... (laughs) It might have been you doing. It might have been. It might have been a different time. It might have or been. It might have been me and Molly before we met up with you up at Molly's place. It could have been, and I'll have to find that at some point and then send you. I'll, you know, what I'll do. I'll send a copy to you because it'll be really funny. And I thought I had it, but it was just because I remember I got there. It was like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. The do I still have the what? The drawings at the garden? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the original ones. Because it got there. Yeah. Which, oh, more than I did. So yeah, 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 right. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. I went through all my old business cards and I found two of yours. Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
Yeah, yeah, the grand, uh, the grandmaster. What is it? It was uh, open mic. One of my buddies made that for me. Yeah, it was two of them. Let's see. There's one of them with the New York number. Yeah, yeah. That was when I got my first computer. I made, I made that one. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those ones you put in the store and go. Oh, that yeah. was beautiful. It's Grandmaster of Comedy Spike. It says it all in black and white. And then oh, that was the one the guy made from the guy who used to be the guitar player at uh, played again Sam's. And then you had one, it just said Spike Tobin, that it says Spike Tobin, stand-up comic, writer, actor, and that's what, you have a New York phone number and yeah. address there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went to New York for a while. Seven, eight years. How was it there? Because I, I experienced New York very differently when I met my wife, but how? I rocked it. I had a good time. What clubs did you play? I was on the photo lot, too. Um, <laughs> I was mostly at Dangerfields, uh, New York Comedy Club. I was in and out of stand-up New York uh, several times. Good spots at Caroline's. Why'd you decide to come back to Boston? Oh, I had a kid. Well, I didn't, my, my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, right, that's true. They, they pushed the child out, and uh, you know she came back here with my child, so I come back to be around my daughter. And your little daughter, well, your little daughter, I should say. She's not little anymore. My little daughter's 15 now. She's yeah. fucking 15. <laughs> You're saying fuck and it's not your kid. I know that I gotta say fuck when it's all my it's all my friends' kids. Everybody's got oh my daughter's starting college. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You feel like you're oh shit. Yeah. Do you remember the bit I used to do about uh cotton candy looks a lot like home insulation? <laughs> I do the thing about my friend's little daughter, Uncle Spike, Uncle Spike, Uncle Spike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh that was the fun time. Basically, let's feed the kid cotton candy. She's fucking already out of college in, in her own career. Oh, my God. You know? And she was a, you know, a baby now. First of all, let me tell everybody where they can. I, I went to do this and I stopped. You can follow Spike. He's on Facebook at Steve Tobin. Now, he's Steve Tobin, but I've always known him as Spike because that's Spike Spike. And then, of course, you can follow him on Twitter. You can free stalk him both ways. He's at Spike Tobin, S-P-I-K-E-T-O-B-I-N. So you can follow them both the ways. Now I don't do this. I hate when I I hate when this is done on other programs and people are like, hey, let's I'll set you up for a bit. But I will ask you about this. You have one of the funniest fucking jokes about when boys are going to start to call on your daughter. Well, you know, it's like I got a fifteen year old daughter, you know, and I know how I was when I was a teenager. I didn't scare me, you know. So I, uh, I've been going to porn stores all over the country, and I've started the best collection of dildos you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> All shapes and sizes. And then I went to Clayton Barrel and I bought a bunch of these jars. And I filled all the jars up with water and I pop a dick in each jar. And on every jar is a different boy's name. Bill, Bob, Ted, Jimmy, Fred, whatever. And whenever a guy comes to take my daughter out, I, I give him a My Name Is tag. <laughs> and I, I have him fill that out until I'm completely satisfied and then I slap it on an empty jar and stick it on the shelf next to the float sticks. <laughs> she's usually home by seven months. <laughs> but sometimes she's home before uh, the date even starts. Now hold on a second. My wife just put down I want some with my cup of tea. I hope she's still talking about the bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about anymore. Yeah, uh, she goes, yes, the bread. <laughs> yes, the bread. 
Hey, Steve, let's do this. I want to talk a little bit more comedy, but we're going to take our second break, and uh, okay. we're going to get another little sampling of your experience in New York during the next break. And when we come back, we're going to play a little game with you that I especially wrote uh, just for you. You're going to have some fun. Beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hey everybody, it's Mark Turcott, and I am on Radio Irregardless, and I am the only listener uh, and guest, which is great. So uh, be sure to tune in and double the amount of listenership on the next show. The other thing I like about living in New York City is you can buy anything you want on the street. People just sell anything. Just walked down 125th Street one day, there was a crack out on the corner, I had a blanket out. On the blanket, you had a nice green scoop. <laughs> a left boot <laughs> and an unopened DVD. It intrigued me. I picked up the DVD. It said, Increase your earning potentials. I fucking bought it. Bought it home, popped it in the DVD player, just a crack at going, get yourself a boot, blanket, and an ice cream stick. And they had a series of testimonials afterwards. You're back at Radio Wear, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just another sample of the things that you could find on the streets of New York with Spike Tobin still on the phone. <laughs> An ice cream. The left boot is the thing that kills me. It's the, it, like the ice cream scoop I can actually almost get, but the left boot for some reason. Well, that's what killed me when I saw it. I'm like, there's no other boot. And so I figured either somewhere there was a guy without a boot or someone with one leg hopping around going, <laughs> Gotta get rid of fucking. You but know? you would think that the boot would be oh the boot's no big deal shoes everybody wears shoes you must wear shoes but, but the ice cream but, but yeah but one it that to me is more strange than the ice cream scoop. Yeah, of course that's that's left boot. <laughs> yeah. It's left boot. I think I know this story. Tell the listening audience why Spike. It was a haircut. It was a spiked hair. A spiked hair. I was a punk rocker. I was a, I was a, a punk rocker, dude. Before punk rock was big here, you know? So I had the Spike's head cut, and one of my buddies was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Spike, and he went, fuck! It stuck. It just stuck. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. so I do remember the story. Now, yeah. speaking of Spike, I'm okay. going to play a game with you, and it's called Spiked. <laughs> 
Now, you guys may not know that sound, but only I would know that sound. My listeners might know it. There was a video game. It was a self-contained video game, which I actually have and I had as a kid. And my original one got stolen because my house was broken into. But then I bought my friend John's. It was called Vetrex. It's a little tiny TV, essentially. And it had a, a like a little controller that you push and you open it up. It had a little joystick and three buttons. And you put in cartridges in the side of it. And you put these screens on top of the screen because the TV was essentially black and white. And you put these covers and it would change the color of the screen. And one of the games they had was Spike. And it was literally like these little lines, you know. And that was some high-tech shit back it, then. It was, it was super high-tech. So we're going to play Spiked. Now, of course, Spike, it's your nickname. But there are a lot of things that use the word Spike. So I'm going to ask you questions. And essentially, you have to tell me what kind of Spike it is. I don't have to answer it as in, like, Jeopardy. is like, what is something Bill Cosby would put in his dang no. drink? <laughs> no. But that's okay. funny. It, you know, some guest choice. Let's put it that way. But don't put anything in my drink and don't grab my pussy. I the, won't grab your pussy. Don't grab my pussy. I want a handful of pussy, as I you said. You know what kills me about that, man? <laughs> Everybody's on him about this grabbing the pussy thing. I, I, had he said I grabbed his cock, everybody would go, you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose cock would he grab? Whoever's. Who cares? Yeah. If I don't give a fuck whose pussy or whose cock you're grabbing, <laughs> as long as you're keeping people from blowing up my children. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I think in that moment, I don't know it's funny, but I think it's really amazing that people, and I would say more women, never knew that guys actually kind of talk like that. Oh, good. I don't really like surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what surprises me is that there's actually women out there that if Donald Trump thinks that there's women out there that would have sex with a man that's rich in power. <laughs> because I saw Anna Nicole Smith, that Playboy centerfold, looked at that fucking 109-year-old wrinkling ball bag and went, I love him. <laughs> you know... You know, I've always wanted a man fucking <laughs> looks like a Sharpay. Oh, he's like a full body Sharpay. That's gross. No, oh, that's he must. Did he have millions? Like wrinkles on my bag. Oh, you know, God, when gross. I can't, if, you know, a ball bag just ain't wrinkly enough <laughs> for me under a hundred. <laughs> My my sister just I said. I wanted to be like bacon. You know what I mean. <laughs> my sister just put down. I'm so happy I don't let Mary, that's my niece, listen to the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors are pounding on the wall. I think they're upset at me right now. Oh. Anyway, let's play the game. Now I'm going to ask okay. you a question, and you can answer it any okay. way you want. Uh, so I'm going to ask yeah. you the question. You have to. The answer is a kind of spike. So if I said you can watch a bar's rescue. Or cops on it. I can watch a what? You can watch a bar's rescue or a bar's rescue. Or cops on it. This is the not test a, question, by the way. Not a fucking clue. Spike TV policies because okay, okay. there's a show Bar Rescue 
and then then they show oh, yeah, cops, yeah, yeah. right? So that would be the test question. Now, here's a good example. Paul got the answer before you did. Now, because it's you and I speaking on the phone, we're almost instantaneous in a conversation. But the listeners may be listening with anywhere between a four to an eight second delay because of the did, internet. Did, did Paul ever get the apple crisp recipe there that he was looking for? I don't know. It's not. It's. I think it's apple bread. I wasn't. I don't know what they're doing. But we're covering quite a bit. We're covering, you know, grabbing of the penises and the and, the, and then apple bread. <laughs> well, this is sort of a little ADD. You yeah, know? It, we're all over, we're on the spectrum. The show is on um, the spectrum. Let's just put yeah, it that it's way. A spectrum show. Yeah, it's it's exactly. a spectrum show. We cover everything, and we're all over the place. Okay. If the audience gets it first, now there's more of them than of you, and that's their advantage. All right. Okay. So here we go. Billy Idol has it. Spiked hair. Spiked hair. Anything you say, Spike. That's right, isn't it, Spike? <laughs> Chester and Spike, the little dog Chester. There we go. So that's a correct one. How about this one? Filmmaker, actor, director, who does the right thing? Spike Lee. Spike Lee. <laughs> that's, that's from the video game. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, Spike. <laughs> oh, Spike. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Used to join the rails of the first transcontinental railroad across the United States, connecting the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific Railroads on May 10th, 1869. Golden Spike. The Golden Spike? Spike! <laughs> <laughs> now they're just writing spikes. Everything is spikes. They're just It's a kind of spike, listeners. You're a berry in the audience, I think, on this one. How about this one? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, an angel character played by James Marsters. That was like a boyfriend, wasn't it? A love interest or some shit like uh, that? Yeah, yeah. Is it a vampire? Yeah. Okay, what else about him? That's all I can give you. Uh, what about him? <laughs> he was Spike. He, what was his name? Spike. Okay. Anything you say, Spike? <laughs> that's right, isn't it, Spike? I know. That's that's kind of a gimme, but if you don't know the show, I'd be yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, in my head, I went, oh, it's Spike, but I didn't vocalize <laughs> it to you because I've been smoking some of that weed we were talking about. Yeah, the wacky weed. Have some of that. Oh, the apple bread, apple walnut, <laughs> onion. Uh, apple. Exactly. It's, I'll be I'll be like going back looking at the recipes. What is that apple bread? Apple. It's apple. About? And the last one. The toughest one, and I'm going to let the listeners. Okay. I'm going to. It's it's a long one, so the listeners may get it before you do. Here we go. Who he is and what he does for the New England Patriots from 2010 to 2013, then the Buffalo Bills in 2014, then back to the New England Patriots in 2015, then back to the Buffalo Bills from 2016 to present. Oh. Oh. And he played for New England Patriots, and then he played for the Bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This could be a sweep uh, if you get it, because the, the audience has not gotten any of them. And I can't help. Oh, Paul got it. Paul got Brandon Spikes. Paul got it right, so he gets this. And you got it wrong, so I'm going to play you both of the wrong ones. Here we go. Yeah, you wouldn't like that, would you, Spike? And this one. What was it? It was Brandon Spikes. That's what I said. Brandon. Yeah, but Paul had it oh, before Paul that. Had it right. And my sister got it I right got it, because he's it. he it's who he is and what he does. So his, he is Spikes and he does 
spikes because he's a linebacker. So when he scores, he spikes the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. So I got the, this. There you go. I so guess. I'm going to tabulate the scores. We're going to take our third and final break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Spike and find out about his first time, his best time, and his worst time. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and Spike Tobin still on the line. So, my friend, a couple things more. And again, you can follow Spike on Facebook. He's at Steve Tobin, or you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Spike Tobin. So, Steve, a couple things before I let you go. We definitely want to find out where my listeners can check you out in the upcoming weeks. But before we do that, please, if you would, tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and your worst time on stage. Okay, well, my first time on stage, I didn't even want to do comedy. <laughs> I had, uh, I had I just got out of detox. I was in my mother's house hiding on a fucking couch. There's two of my buddies that I used to do a ton of cocaine with. <laughs> and uh, called me up and told me there was an open mic and uh, they uh, wanted me to go do it. And I said, fuck you guys. And uh, but one of them was a locksmith and hit my door. That's so, a weird way to start, man. That's, that's how that's how I started. My my buddy uh, Rob and his kid the heat, and they came over and fucking they're both pretty good kids, and they were like, "You're gonna go fucking do an open mic," and I went and I did uh, O'Brien's, which is a music open mic on the end of Harvard Avenue in um, Boston, on the corner of Harvard and Cambridge Street. Oh, like a shithole pie bar. <laughs> I don't think I ever played there. Oh, it's not a comedy club. I don't think you've ever I, been I to it. I've heard people have done open mic in there and stuff, uh, <laughs> like comp- done a comedy thing. Oh, it's, it's been there for years, years oh. and years and years. As a matter of fact, Teddy Bergeron, that was the first place he said he'd been comedy until. Wow. He was talking to me, you know, the first place I ever did comedy. <laughs> oh, it's not even a comedy club. So that's the first time. So now you've been doing it a long time. The best time or one of the best times? Oh, God. Um, you know what? I think any time that they're, they're laughing and having fun is the best time. You know what I mean? Like I can't put a finger on any time that was just fucking uh, hmm. to the top the best ever, you know? See, that's cool that you would say that. Younger comics are like, oh, let me give you this specific date because they've only been doing it like a week. So, <laughs> but that's great, man. Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, no, anytime. You know what I mean? I, I can't really. Yeah. I've had a ton of shows that were fucking amazing, you know? And I've had ones. I, I can tell you exactly the worst show. You were actually at that show. <laughs> I, you know, I, what I, I know exactly. So, so your best show is any show that they laugh 
for and you. And you show that they're happy. Perfect. Or they're you know what? You know what the best show is? One of the last shows I did, it sucked. I got ripped off fucking 100 bucks on the show. I'm not going to say who it was, <laughs> but that club went out of business anyways. So fuck them. But you know what? Club went out of business. Somebody came oh, up to me at the show with his wife and said, we met 20 years ago tonight, and it was our anniversary, and we saw you 20 years ago, and we came back to see you tonight. <laughs> That's that sweet. Is, it fucking, that made it the best. The show sucked, but that made it the best. Yeah. It, it made that much of an impact in somebody's life that they'd come back. Whether or not they fucking brain dead or not, I don't know, but they did. <laughs> I was in Montreal and I was I was headlined like one of the first times up there and there was a couple on their first date, older couple, and then I was coming up for years and years and years and then they would continuously come up every time I was there and they like Was this this was, was this a, or Ernie Butler's place. This was there. Ernie's place. This was Ernie's place. Yeah, he Ernie. was a great guy. Yeah, it was the comedy nest. And they come yeah, up and they yeah, go, yeah. they go, We love to see you every year. We come up here and he goes, We just got married and you were the first comic we ever saw together. Did and you, I was like Did you stay in the Hotel Novell there? <laughs> yes, I did. Do you want to hear a great story about that place? I, I probably know that story, but go. <laughs> There's a lot so, of stories about that fucking place. I'm there, I did the New Year's Eve for Ernie, right? Oh, you did, and, uh, uh, what was that, uh, Casa Nota? Millennium, to, 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 from 99 to 2000, right? Yeah. So then he hires me to come back for a week, two weeks later, right? Okay. So I'm back there, and I set my camera up, and I got in the back of the club. And, you know, the bar was way over in the corner in the back, like the... Left hand, yeah. You know, if you're looking at the room, was on the left in the far corner. Yep. These guys that were sitting there, and they're babbling for the whole fucking show. Two old guys, and um, you know, I'm ready to go up and say something. I'm like, fuck, and they call me on, and I go right through my act. I come off, and they're fucking cleaning up, and they're like, oh, this guy wants to. I'll talk to you. Go sit down. He wants to buy you a drink. I'm like, you know, I'm fucking busy. He's like, no, no. Go, you know, sit down with the fucking cat, right? So I start taking down my camera, and the guy looks over, and he goes, hey, how you doing? You're really funny. Oh, thank you. He goes, does that pick up audio as well as video? And I'm like, yeah. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's not that bad of a person. They were, you know, they were worried they were fucking up my tape, you know? And I start talking and talking to the fucking guy, right? And it takes about 15 minutes to catch him. This guy's a mobster. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, uh, you're from Boston? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's too many fucking rats in Boston. I'm like, what? He goes, oh. And he's talking about the whole Whitey Bulger thing. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up running into the head of the Irish mafia in fucking Canada that night. What the fuck? <laughs> At the Nouvelle. Exactly. He used to live in the Nouvelle. See, the funny thing is, when the club was at the Nouvelle, I came after that. The club they was, moved from the Nouvelle. They moved from the Nouvelle to the Forum. Oh, okay. Which is the mall. But I remember, yeah, but, but he still had the hotel in the Nouvelle. Yeah, the guy lived on the next floor above the um, hotel, and then the guy, like, adopts me for the whole fucking week. I can't <laughs> lose him. Like, <laughs> fucking come here. And he's got the fucking globe and his fucking the, the feds with Kevin Weeks leaving the dead bodies up on fucking Dorchester. He goes, see, I told you, somebody fucked the grass. 
And I'm like, I'm on some fucking tape somewhere, you know? Oh, my God. But then going in here, so, you know, this, this fucking guy came in. I was crazy. <laughs> what a good story. So we, so we got the first. We got the best. And now, of course, the worst time on stage. Is it going to be the Somerville story? Well, <laughs> that was... hey, I come off as a real asshole in that story. No, you asshole. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but, uh, this is how long are we doing comedy? Maybe a year? If that... Yeah, it was maybe a year or a year and a half. It wasn't that long. Yeah, well, all right, so we're all very new at comedy. I need some fucking steroid... Dude, remember the guy, what, Steve, what the fuck was his name? Anyway, he, he wants me to book a show in his disco in some of them. So me, Mark, uh, shit, who else was on the show? Paul Hilton? Actually, I think it was just you and I. No, there was more than that you and I, wasn't there? I don't know. I think it was just you and I. <laughs> I don't know. I think they only wanted like an hour show, and we did like. It's oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Paul just said if it was Stephanie's, then he was there. Yeah, yes, I told you. Yeah, Stephanie, some of them. It was Stephanie's. Yeah. So let me do a preface. This was a little tiny place called Stephanie's in Somerville, which I don't even think exists anymore. It was like downstairs and in like a basement of a of another yeah, building. Uh, so we were doing the show, and I went up and I did okay. They were a bunch of. They were, they were heckling the fuck they, out of me. They were heckling the fuck out of me. And then I kept telling them, if you want to heckle, please, you can heckle me, but don't heckle the next comic. And I said, you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> I, at the time, wasn't very good at dealing with hecklers. No. I was, I was good at being mean. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't pretty. And then I said, okay, that's all my time. I'm going to go. I said, the next comic, please, you don't want... I said, me, I can take it. I said, I'm going to play with you. But I said, this next guy, is, he's, you know, the phrase was, he's going to ruin your little fucking field trip. <laughs> that's so... And I go, I, no sooner did I go, ladies and gentlemen, Spike Tobin, do I walk up the stage, you start talking, and then they fucking came at you. They just were heckling. It was a one girl who lost thirty pounds. Yes, yes. And that was that was what ended when she was. I lost thirty pounds. Like and she was. She just yeah. like they wouldn't shut up, and they were just. They would, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was nasty. And you hit them a couple times, verbally, and then you would think, okay, that's enough. But then they didn't, and you just went fucking off. What did you, it was just? It was. I mean, she deserved it because she wouldn't shut up ever. But yeah, yeah, it was it was over the top. I don't remember what I said to her. All I know oh. is crying by the end. I th and one of the bouncers came up to me and was like, "Hey, Schlick, you better get out the fucking back door before I stab you." I think you asked if you could grab her pussy. I probably. I, I maybe you mumbled it. it. You know, it's locker room time. In hindsight, in hindsight, in hindsight, <laughs> if I said your juicy love muffin. <laughs> Because I, I, I got class like that. I oh. said, I want to grab your juicy love muffin <laughs> and squeeze it. 
But yeah, it was. Uh, it was the. Now you've you've been doing it a long time. There's no story that tops the Stephanie story. The get out of there alive story. Oh, I got a story for you. <laughs> you can actually Google a story because nobody's going to believe it. But there's another comic who will also tell the same story. Um, you live in New York, Mark, for a while. Did you ever work at Tips? You know Tips? No. All right, Tips. It's not there anymore, but it was one of the oldest clubs in the country. Was in Sheep's Head Bay. Anybody who's everybody had played there. Dice. The dice got stuck. Phyllis uh, Dilla, fucking. You name it. Everybody mm. has fucking played in this place. It, but it's turned into like a night fight time. You have Brooklyn, it's Sheep's Head Bay. You've got Russians. You yeah. You know, there were two old hookers, uh, strippers, just come. There were uh, the sweetest ladies in the world. They were like 60. And, uh, and, I mean, everybody was a fucking character. So, I'm in the show. They had, uh, like, buddy Kelly Gay uh, was there. He was one of the comics. He was hosting. There was a kid featuring an unclosing. And uh, the kid featuring rides in on a unicycle. Right, so he rides through the crowd on a fucking unicycle, and he's he's juggling, and he's you know going back and forth on the fucking unicycle, and he's really not that good. You know what I mean? And uh, me and Joey, you know, we're being comics. We're sitting in the back being assholes. Yeah. To, you know, like, oh shit, right? So Joey turns to me and he goes, "You just run up the fucking unicycle." He's I, you know, I got a pogo stick upstairs to see if you want. Because, you know, how the fuck can you pogo? You're the innocent. I got a pogo stick, right? So, <laughs> we uh, we have two shows that night. So, in between shows, we um, go upstairs and we're in the green room and we're getting high, me and this kid Joey. And we're fucking shitting on the other kid relentlessly without the other kid. The kid wasn't there. We're talking between each other, just trying to fucking go, right? And uh, so the other kid walks up, and we're like, hey, hey, how you doing? And uh, he starts talking to us. We're like, do you want, do you want to smoke? And he goes, yeah, you're... He's like, how long have you been doing comedy? It's a couple of years. Oh, no. And uh, so I go, so what'd you do before this? And he goes, I was a clown for Ringling Brothers Fun on Bailey Circus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that, that must have been a uh, pretty cool gig. Why did you leave? And the guy looks and he goes, well, because I, I, I got raped the first day by the other clown. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, your reaction was exactly mine. I started pissing myself fucking loud. Got... I'm like, this is back when I was drinking. So I'll preface this, right? <laughs> so I'm drinking, I'm high. The kid tells me he was raped by clowns. I start fucking laughing. He oh, looks no. at me and goes, that's not fucking funny. <laughs> And I'm like, pal, that's the funniest fucking thing you've said all fucking night. You're going to bust my fucking balls about laughing when you tell me you've been raped by clowns? Oh, my God. I don't even fucking know you. I just fucking met you, pal. If I was raped, let alone gang raped, by a group of fucking clowns, the last person I would ever fucking tell was a comic getting high above a fucking club <laughs> and not expect to fucking... 
And we thought he was fucking goofing. Oh my but God. he wasn't. Fucking so, Joey, my eye! <laughs> so we had a, we had supper over the fucking weekend, which was great. Joey and I, when Joey would be bringing the kid up. This next guy, you know, love him. He's definitely afraid of Minnie Coopers. Oh my God. That ain't right. But if you go, if you go Google Joey Day, um, Caroline's, oh, what the fuck is it? He's talking about it at Caroline's. He does, they did, some kid does a road story. He tells the exact same story. <laughs> He's like, because yeah, no one believes it. I get calls from this kid. It's like, you know how you're driving and doing your show? Yeah. You know, you're coming home at 2 o'clock in the morning. I get calls from this guy on the road, and he goes, he wouldn't say a fucking word. He just could tell the story. <laughs> and usually there'd be two other comics in the back of the car pissing themselves. Gino Visconti. Gino, that's, it was on Gino oh. Visconti's show because Gino Visconti was the kid in the car uh, when he called me up. They were like out in fucking Wyoming or some shit. Fucking, I got a call two o'clock in the morning. Tell the story. I knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh. I'm like, oh. Because he goes, he was just telling it to Gino, and Gino's like, no fucking way. First of all, I mean, you know, rape is never funny, but if you... Clown get, rape fucking, is funny, <laughs> He got raped. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's never funny, but you're going to, you know, look, tell that shit to your therapist. <laughs> Paul just said, after a long pause, he says, the name of the group is the Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Paul, this is just for you. Fucking Joey, my eye! <laughs> <laughs> Remember we used to do that all the time? We used to go, whoops, ooh, Jesus, Joey, my eye! <laughs> Anytime a joke didn't get a laugh, we were at Stitches, or when it did get a laugh, we heard yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. heckling, we're like, ooh, Jesus, Joey, my eye! <laughs> well, hopefully they know your friend's happy with a little rape story at the end of the uh, night. It's always... They're always nice to tuck people in with clown rape. That'll be fine because what I'll do is I may, you know, see the listeners, the live listeners get a better show than the podcast because I cut it down. I just do. Uh, so edit shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just edit. So here's the thing. I tabulated the scores and you got four out of five. Technically, you got all five, but the listeners beat you on one. So you almost swept my audience. So you get this. Win. So, Steve, it's been fantastic and you having you on the show, man. I can't thank you enough, man. It's been really fun reminiscing with all the stories and fucking. And we gotta. I, I wish we could see more of each other. It sounds like the it seems like the only time we see each other is at fucking an open mic night somewhere. Yeah, I know. We will we'll definitely run into each other. Oh, wait a minute! I know what we gotta do. I know what we gotta do. Let's tell let's tell the listening audience what you got coming up. That's that's a good opportunity. So tell I'm actually I'm actually doing a benefit. What the name is what the fuck is the place? The Loci next Saturday for some they're trying to build a park. The low uh, the Loci? At the Loci, yeah. Where's, actually something what? Where's the Loci? Um, drink it? Oh my god, yeah. I was I knew I knew where it was. I just couldn't figure it out. There's some some kid got killed in Afghanistan. They're trying oh. to build a platform somewhere. Somebody asked me if I would come yeah. down and do it, and I said, Yeah, fucking right, I do it. 
Oh my God! So I'll, that's how I'll be there. And uh, what night is that? It is. Hold on a second. Uh, da, 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 da. Saturday the twenty second. Saturday the twenty second. Then that's going to be in Drake. It. Any any yes, any other is. shows you want to promote? Let people At know. At the Lokai. Um, I have nothing local coming up. Uh, well, the listeners are all over the place. I got New York. I got listeners okay. literally everywhere. So just tell people where you're going to be. I'm just trying to work out some stuff right now. Mark. Oh, okay. A little, little secretive. <laughs> little sad. Exactly. I don't like to promote myself too much. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing an, a clown unwanted love benefit, Paul. Put down. <laughs> what? A clown, a clown, unwanted. an unwanted clown. No, it should be unwanted clown love, not clown unwanted love. Which I'm is doing dis- a clown survivor <laughs> benefit. Actually, I, I am clowns for rape. I actually am doing a benefit to raise Shit. money for clowns. Oh, rape more idiots. <laughs> That's horrible. That's just terrible. Oh, don't do that. You, you can edit that out, right? You're Probably. like, no, I'm keeping that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> Usually they have a rape whistle instead of a clown. <laughs> That's enough of all that. <laughs> Fucking clowns. Clowns. So you get the benefit show, and then uh, you got some stuff you're working on. But can you uh, do you yeah, put yeah, stuff out on, on Twitter? Trying to, what? Do you put uh, your calendar out on Twitter or things like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll put stuff up on Facebook or Twitter when I'm when I'm going when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. All right. So follow him yeah, yeah. on Twitter again. He's at Spike Tobin on Twitter, and he's Steve Tobin on Facebook, and you can find him through all that. So, man, again, thanks for being part of the show, and uh, we got to we got to we got to catch up more than more than we do, man. Not a problem. All right. So I will uh, I will definitely see you at the very least. I'll see you up in Tewksbury. The next open mic show, probably next year, because I'm booked all the way through on Sundays. But nice, I'll see nice. you soon, man. Nice, no all right. Have a good night. That was Spike Tobin, everybody. Oh my goodness, so fucking funny. All right, guys. Hey, I'm gonna wrap the show, and here's what I'm gonna do. I am going to tell you where I'm going to be over this weekend. Tomorrow, October 13th, I'm going to be doing a private little gig in Danvers for the Brookdale Senior Living Center. And then that night, I will be at in Hooksit, New Hampshire, at the Tap House. Friday night, I will be doing a public Salem Spirits trolley. So tickets are still available on that, salemspiritstrolley.com. And then after that, I go right up to Rochester, New Hampshire, where I'll be telling jokes at the Governor's Inn. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday nights, I will be doing the Ghost and Legends trolley. It's so fun. I tell a bunch of stories. I try to scare people, and it is really good. And my character is named Jack the Undertaker, or as I like to refer him, Just Jack. And I put my hands up, and everybody goes, oh, it's Just Jack. So that's funny. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun show. And again, if you want to be a guest or a sponsor, call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Email radioairregardless at gmail.com and put in a comment for that. That'd be great. Hey, next week, October 19th, Dave DeLillo, a returning guest, will be on the show. Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll see you soon.
This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Okay, I want to